thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so glad to be able to update all of you on where we are in terms of our story together at New City as we are transitioning after a fruitful chapter one, as, as it were, and then now as we are still in the midst of the transition into this next chapter together here at New City. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know and maybe who are newer, the past 12 months of New City have been a significant time of transition and change. As a lot of you might know, our lead and founding pastor, Ted Sin, resigned in January of this year. And in 2015, he was gone for a significant amount of time on sabbatical. And then earlier in that year, uh, our associate pastor, Rusin, uh, followed God and his calling to join Redeemer City to City uh, in terms of overseeing church planting and that movement in India. So it's been quite a lot of transition. And as you might guess, for any church, simply losing your founding pastor, uh, having him transition uh, to a different calling is a lot. And so we've experienced a lot, but God has been tremendously faithful. And one of the things that we communicated in March 6, which as I've mentioned a couple times even today, the last time that we gave some direction about the future, uh, God has proved himself uh, very faithful. And I just want to reiterate the fact that today's update is an update on where we are in Lord willing, this part of our story as New City in a story that is much, much longer than maybe some of us tend to think about. Uh, that new city would be a church in this city for generations to come, even though we are so young right now, so young, like eight or nine years old. So this morning, I'm excited to tell you where we are, to give a little more structure and leadership about the future. And uh, so I'm speaking on behalf of the elders, which would be um, Lynn Hardison and Dennis Tracy. Also, other, the officers in training and the New City staff also have played a, a tremendous role in this process that we've gone through from March until now. Uh, so uh, I don't remember if now's the time uh, that I'm supposed to ask them to stand up, but I'm going to ask you, if you're an officer in training or staff or an elder and you're in here right now and not serving somewhere else, please stand so people can see your face and see who you are. So you can look around. Excellent. I don't think that was now was the time, but that's okay. Sit down. I'll have you stand up again. All right, so before we get going, I've talked about this town hall meeting, so I wanna recap what we said then and how we've ended up where we are. Uh, First, uh, we wanted to introduce in the town hall meeting an effort to bathe our church in this time of transition in prayer. And so what we said we wanted to do, among other things, was at least do this, and that is institute two monthly congregational prayer meetings. And those have been hosted twice a month, every month since March. So thank you all who have joined us for those. Those have been some rich times of prayer. Uh, Second, we said we wanted to engage a process of officer training and installation. And currently we have six officers in training who were nominated by the congregation. And our plan is to continue on in that process of training them for ordination and installation of new officers in the fourth quarter of this year. Um, That would be in the fall. So I wanna remind you of who those men are now. I won't make them stand again, but I will read uh, the names and now they should be on the screen. Uh, So first, the current session is me uh, as a teaching elder and Lynn Hardison as a ruling elder and Dennis Tracy as a teaching elder. And then the officers in training and alphabetical order are Aaron Angstrom, Casey Deloach, Jason Dunn, Chris Moore, Jonathan Moore, and Robbie Riddle. 
The third priority that we shared at the town hall meeting was in 2016, we felt we needed a season of ministry stabilization and development. So we believed it was vital in 2016 to give attention to ministries at New City, particularly after a year of what felt like a holding pattern and certainly a lot of transition. So we wanted to give attention very, uh, very focused and very articulated to a, a few things. So the session and officers in training wanted to, in doing this, advance and align the ministries of New City. But as we were doing that, not really before, but sort of concurrently with that process of trying to stabilize in certain ministries, we also knew we needed to go through a process of asking three really important questions. And those questions were, who are we? Where are we going? And how are we gonna get there? And this is important for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons I already mentioned is that when, our, when a founding pastor or any pastor, but particularly a founding pastor, transitions out of that position, what you, what you realize is that the church was planted uh, with that person's vision. And, and that's how it's supposed to be. And that's how God works. Uh, but when that person moves on, it's important to take a step back and say, what are the things that got into our DNA? And what are the things that have fallen away? And those things that fall away don't necessarily fall away because they were wrong or bad, but they fall away because the man that God put in that place to lead in that way is no longer here. And so if he's not here, then we need to figure out uh, who do we have and what resources do we have and where are we going to go? And so as we reflected on that, you can imagine many wonderful things uh, seeped into our DNA and there's a lot of carryover in terms of where God led us in the first chapter of our story and where we believe he's leading us now. Uh, stopping to do this process first, we were encouraged. We thought it was important, uh, but the wisdom in the process was confirmed over and over by other pastors in our denomination and even others like Dennis, who is on the session and for many ways is valuable and for many ways is hilarious. And uh, he's been through significant church transition in the past, including pastoral hires and other. And so for him to continue to speak in and say, guys, this is an important process. This is important that we do this. We were very grateful for that. Uh, so we believe that determining who we are and working to advance certain ministries would do one more thing I wanna tell you about. And that is when we think about moving forward in the right time of forming a pastoral search committee for a senior pastor, we, wanna, we want to be healthy. We want to be moving forward. We want people to be thriving in ministry. And we think that's gonna be really advantageous, advantageous and, and ideal for both us as a church and that particularly the pastoral search committee and the, the man that God would call to be our senior pastor. So that, uh, do we get an email from him right now? That's cool. Uh, the, uh, so that the pastoral search committee would not feel a need to rush or settle uh, unnecessarily because the church, uh, we will be thriving. And so that will be wonderful when God brings uh, our new senior pastor uh, to us. Now, as I move through these uh, statements that we've come to through this long process, uh, I want to first note that this is about 80%. And what I mean by that is we want to let you know where we are. So some words may be added or changed uh, as we keep moving forward, but we're convinced that we have a solid direction that's been produced by a robust process with many people. All right, so that's where we are, and that's what I'm going to communicate. So first, this question of identity. Uh, we wanted to ask ourselves, who do we really believe New City is now? And this is kind of speaking to what did sink into our DNA and really is true 
about us. And this is how we've articulated it uh, in our identity. We believe New City is a gospel-centered church pursuing personal transformation and authentic community. So for us, we believe personal transformation for the sake of mission, for the sake of maturity, has always been at the center of New City and our preaching uh, the gospel versus religion, of preaching um, repentance, of preaching transformation. So we have a few verses. Obviously, Galatians chapter five, this would be the fruit of the spirit. As we are transformed, we're conformed into godliness, to be godly. And as the spirit works in us and is doing that work, it produces fruit. So we don't bear fruit, but as we're being transformed, the Lord in us produces certain fruit. And these are the, the fruit of personal transformation by the spirit. We have Romans 12, one and two, as we are being personally transformed, we will be less and less conformed to the world around us, but more and more transformed as our minds are renewed and as we are able to discern what God's revealed will is in the world as, as he would call us forward. And then personal transformation uh, leads to authentic community and takes place in the context of authentic community. And we have here Acts 2, verses 42 through 47, there are certain elements that we see. Uh, there's prayer together, there's the word, there's fellowship, there's serving, there's loving one another as we heard today. And we believe this is who God has made us to be and part of who he's calling us to continue to be as a church. So if that's who we are, uh, we also wanted to ask, what is our vision? And another way to say that is, where do we wanna go? Like, what direction are we gonna start marching in, moving forward? And this is what we came up with. Our, our vision is to see our communities flourish through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what do we mean by communities? Uh, what we mean by communities is this. Everywhere, every single one of us lives, works, and plays. We want to see us living out and embracing our identity, stewarding all the resources we have, as we just heard, for the flourishing of our communities. And this will happen through the gospel of Jesus Christ in us, and through the gospel of Jesus Christ through us. And we believe flourishing comes when we see that we who are reconciled with the creator of the universe begins to steward this reality and flourishing will be similar, we think, to what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 29, verse seven. Is that on the screen? Yes. Uh, that we would uh, seek the welfare of the city. Jeremiah says, where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. And there's, there's so much to that uh, that I don't have time to unpack now, but in time, as we teach more on, uh, more robustly on the thought and, and the theology and the process behind this, we certainly will talk about that. Now then we say, if that's what we wanna see, what do we need to do over and over repeatedly in order to see that come about, to see the flourishing of our communities everywhere we live, work, and play? How will we see that come about? And that would be our mission that would be what we're called to do now, day in, day out, to see that happen, Lord willing. And this is what we have uh, for our mission. This is how we're gonna get there. Our mission is whole life, gospel transformation for the glory of God and the good of our neighbor. By whole life, we mean your whole life. We mean everything. We mean your heart, that is to say your desires, the things you love, transformed by the gospel, to see your emotions, your intellect, your physical well-being, your resources, uh, stewardship, parenting, you as the disciple, you as the husband and wife, you as the employee, you as the citizen, every dimension of your life transformed 
by the gospel of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18 has been at the core of New City's language of our conviction of gospel-centered theology, of being transformed by the gospel. And that continues on even now. And so I think it might be on the screen. I want to read it. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This is how transformation happens. As we behold Jesus, we are transformed by the Spirit. And it's from one degree of glory to another. And that is our mission in every area of our life. Now, then we had to ask ourselves, okay, so now that we've gone through that process and in line with our initial communication at the town hall meeting, uh, we needed to answer these fundamental questions uh, that, that we had, right? Who are we? Uh, what do we want to see? And how are we going to get there? Then we needed to figure out how do these ministries that we said we wanted to stabilize, how are they shaped by these new realities, right? How are we going to align our ministries to advance our mission and our vision? If our mission is whole life gospel transformation for the glory of God and good of our neighbor, how will we carry that out? Now, it's important to remember this. This is so important. And this is something we kept reminding ourselves of. The church is an organized organism. So, the point of structure is for the growth and flourishing of people. The purpose of the structure is not for the sake of structure. And one of the implications is this. Some people, especially in the West, think that the purpose of the staff, the purpose of the pastors, and the purpose of the church is to create ministry opportunities for you and for us to use some of our free time to serve. That's the way we've come to think about programs. That's the way we've come to think about ministries. When in fact, we believe the more biblical vision of what pastors are for, what the staff is for, what all of us using our gifts for is that actually the work of the church is to equip the saints for the work of ministry everywhere they're called in all of their life. And so we need to keep that in mind as we think about structure. One of the, one of the things that uh, images we've thought about is that when we look at the structure, it's kind of like, I've heard it said, lattice, like a lattice work or a trellis in a garden, right? Uh, the vine grows up the lattice and the trellis, and that trellis gives enough structure for the vine to flourish. That's the purpose of the lattice work. That's the purpose of the trellis. And so for us, that is ultimately the purpose of these ministries that I'm about to talk about. So we mentioned uh, we currently have six foundational ministries that we're focusing on in 2016. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list or an eternal list of ministries or strategies that we might employ to carry out our mission, but it is foundational to the current reality of where we believe we are now, okay? Now, uh, these ministries are the foundational ministries, we think, to bring about the beginning uh, and continuing of whole life gospel transformation in our lives. Uh, now, so below on the slide here are six foundational ministries. And what we see is a simple five-step process that we're engaging to align and advance these ministries in light of our vision and mission. So again, think of this, this slide uh, as showing functionally what we're going to do uh, under each one of these ministries. And it's lined up in such a way as uh, call to mind a trellis almost. Like here's a trellis, here's the lattice work, all right? Now, here, here's the thing is that... Um, 
this does look a little overwhelming, right? It looks a little corporate even, a little bit uh, like what's happening here maybe. Uh, but if, if you notice, what we, this is just our process that we wanted to account for for every single one of these ministries. So you'll see it's actually the same thing under each one, and that's really important. But to, to breathe some life into this maybe, to make it more important, um, what I want to do is I want to illustrate this with a few specific examples of ministries, all right? So first, let's take our recent men's night, for example, all right? Um, this past Wednesday, we had over 55 men meet together. That's incredible, by the way. Uh, as I talk to friends who are in churches that are much larger than us, that is a, that's a significant number. And to that, we are so thankful. And I think it shows the desire for men in this church to be discipled, to be equipped, to grow together in relationship. We engage in conversation on what it looks like for us to flourish as men, uh, what resources we need to flourish. And this would be an example of the first step we had under each one of those ministries. And that's this, to investigate and to gather information from everyone, to, to come together and to have a discussion. So in a similar fashion, we've been investigating and gathering information about community groups. So if you've been in a community group or you've been a leader of a community group at New City, we sent out an email to everyone, uh, a survey, and that's how we chose to try to gather information about where we are with community groups and uh, what we think we need to do next. And the reason we wanna do this is because this is crucial in aligning each one of these ministries to our mission and vision. And I do wanna note, some of you are like freaked out because you just realized Oh yeah, I got that email, I never responded. I get that. I haven't responded either. And Aaron knows that. And thankfully, you've, you haven't been too tough on me. I appreciate that. So I'm saying this for me and for those of you who haven't responded to that, uh, it's not too late. We really would like your input. So if you can take a few minutes and fill out that survey, if you've been in community groups, we'd love to hear from you and get feedback. Uh, one of the other things that we wanna do is I wanna let you know we're preparing a community group leader training and launch for our community group leaders with a plan to start community groups back this fall in full swing in September, so right after Labor Day weekend. So there's gonna be a training and a launch for our leaders and this fall we'll be launching uh, community groups. Uh, two more quickly here, examples, women's ministry. Uh, I wanna thank Sarah Bruner for uh, directing our women's ministry this year. She's been doing a phenomenal job and she pulled a team of 10 other women around her that make up the ministry of the women's ministry leadership team. And we had an amazingly successful Bible study this fall, over 70 women in attendance. And it was fantastic because it started there and it stayed there throughout uh, the weeks. And so we're so thankful for that. Uh, we are planning a women's retreat in the fall and another Bible study this fall as well. So that's another uh, area in which we are working through those steps under each ministry to try to bring everything together. So the slide of the women's retreat in the fall should be up behind me, is it? Great job, Aaron. Just making sure you're with me. All right, uh, next, last example. Now, many of us, many of us uh, receive and enjoy the benefits of City Kids and City Kids Bash on Sunday mornings. Even if you don't have children, but you get to serve you receive the benefits of, of the, the wonderful reality that is City Kids and this amazing foundation that God has built for family ministry. And that is what we're calling it. We wanna call it family ministry moving forward. Uh, family ministry right now, the committee is led by Lynn Hardison and Casey Deloach. And the next step in investigating uh, what we need in terms of family ministry, which we're saying is made up of children, of parents, and also marriages. 
very intentionally under family ministry, we want to think about how we are equipping parents in their parenting to walking alongside them to disciple their children. Uh, We want to think about marriages, which in terms of family is the, the soil that needs to be healthy, that everything grows out of. And so that is the way we're thinking about family ministry, those three areas. And what we want to do next is we want to gather a group together uh, on Sunday, July 31st. It's an evening of dialogue and prayer to explore what our families, what our children, and what our marriages need to flourish in the gospel as we think about uh, bringing this ministry to bear towards our mission and vision. So more information will be given on that coming up on July 31st. And the last thing, as you know, that I've been making a big deal out of is uh, we've announced we're hosting our first annual or inaugural, whatever, Summer Splashtacular as an event to bring families and individuals of New City together uh, and also our friends, which is why we have the cards for you to invite friends and neighbors to this event. All right? So hopefully that gives you some tangible examples of when we created this process, what it actually is gonna look like as we think about each one of these foundational ministries Uh, moving forward. Now, as you heard me mention uh, the word committee, we're forming committees for the various ministries. This is something new to New City. uh, And we think it's really important right now, especially in this season of transition to invite uh, and get everyone involved. So if if there's something that you're passionate about or you feel uh, gifted in or have experience in, please reach out to us in terms of these ministries that you would like to to have input in and to participate in as uh, part of a committee. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm skipping over a few things, uh, a little bit of overkill, uh, here. One thing I would say is the last thing that I want us to experience or think about right now is, man, this feels really complicated. This feels really complex. I think the reality is, is that it's always been complicated, It's always been complex. And this is our attempt to square our shoulders to the reality that we have a responsibility in all of these areas. And we need to name them and we need to set up a process. But I view my role as the lead pastor right now to protect us from becoming programmatic and to continue to not only protect us, but push things towards integration. All right, so I wanna protect us and I wanna move us towards integration, okay? So I just wanna give you hopefully some, some peace about that and um, some, some leadership there, all right? Excellent. Um, the, the last thing I wanna say is, um, before I take on some frequently asked questions, is this is not the last time or the only time we're gonna talk about this. This is the first time. All right, so this is a check-in. This is a, hey, by the way, we didn't just tell you we were gonna do some things uh, on March 6th. We're actually, we actually have done some things. We've actually been working really hard and we've been praying. And uh, here you go. This is where we are. This is a snapshot of where we are as we take the next step forward uh, to uh, follow God and how he's leading us by his spirit right now. All right, so there'll be, there'll be many more opportunities. So in addition to uh, sharing our identity, vision, and mission Uh, I wanted to directly address a few frequently asked questions. Uh, Most of these have been asked in various places already, and some of these are, um, we imagine they would come up. Uh, So here they are. First, uh, where's a shepherding pastor update? I thought we were gonna find a shepherding pastor. Uh, We were, and what happened was is that the guy that we had uh, in terms of 
in the process, ended up taking another position. And so we were back at square one, which was fine. And so therefore, we decided that the right next step then was to search for a new senior pastor. All right? And so then the question would be, uh, what is a senior pastor search committee update? Right? Where are we in that process? And search for uh, hiring a, a new senior pastor. And what's the timing? Uh, this fall, towards the end of the year, we're going to form our senior pastor search committee. And that committee will be made up of people in the congregation, both men and women, uh, who will lead that process and vet candidates and then end up recommending candidates towards us. And we plan to start that process this fall. The next question I've been asked multiple times is, Damien, do you desire to be a candidate for senior pastor? And what I would say is that uh, so far in my ministry, uh, I've, I've had a very strong sense that I did not have an internal desire or call to be a senior pastor of a congregation. And that is still where uh, I am. And so at this point, uh, I will not be putting my name in the hat to the pastor search committee uh, for the senior pastor of New City. Uh, next question, what is the plan for officer and ordination installation? I kind of already mentioned that, uh, but we're going to continue on, and we hope to see, Lord willing, officers ordained and installed this fall. Uh, next, are we still a church planting church, right? It, we didn't explicitly say anything about church planting in our new statements, and what I would say to that is absolutely. Uh, healthy things grow, and we believe as we become uh, a robustly healthy church in the gospel, we will grow and we will plant churches. What has changed is that before we had a, a clearly articulated vision of being a church that was uh, created a network of church plants, and that no longer uh, is a state a part of our vision. But as healthy things grow, we want to plant new churches, and we think that is important. Uh, six, what is the latest financial update for 2016? So as of May 31st, 2016, we budgeted to bring in $334,690. We actually brought in $267.09, not total, but more than we budgeted, all right? Yeah, so that's phenomenally close, right? Uh, And a huge difference. The pause matters, doesn't it? So $267 more. Uh, So as Aaron, I think, has said many times, he's very proud. That is a 0.08% variance on uh, what he thought was going to come in and what actually did. So our giving, to to summarize it, is just over budget and our spending is under budget to date. Uh, Next question, uh, how can I support the church in this transition time? Uh, First of all, we ask for your patience and support. This is an iterative process. So please be patient, be supportive. Some of the ways you can be patient and you can be supportive is you can uh, serve on Sunday morning. You can help You can serve. You can keep asking, what can I do? And we may say, we don't know, like 10 times, but the 11th time, we might actually have something, and that would be really helpful. You can serve on committees. Uh, You can make plans to come to one of the prayer times over the next few months and join us in prayer corporately. You can make Sunday worship a priority. That would be very helpful during this time for all of us. Uh, You can serve, like I said, on one of our four Sunday morning teams. Uh, And then eight, uh, how can I go... Who can I go to with questions or concerns? So you can come to me, you can come to the staff, you can go to your community group leaders, you can go to the elders, you can go to the officers in training. Uh, and because this isn't the forum for a Q&A, like a, like a town hall meeting, you might have 
questions right now. And so because of that, all of the officers in training and the elders uh, are gonna be up here up front right now afterwards, after you get your kids, and you can come up and you can ask us any questions you want and we'll stick around as long as you need. All right? Excellent. Thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, I'm gonna pray. We're gonna sing the doxology and then we're gonna be sent out with a benediction. All right? Let's pray. Father, um, you are so faithful and you have established this church. You've established us uh, as, a, as a congregation, a body of believers in this place at this time and it's not by accident. You've given us purpose. You've given us meaning. You've given us a mission. And it's not so much that you have given your church a mission, but you have created your church for your mission that existed. And we now are called, our election is into that vocation. And we ask that you would use us continually and increasingly. And that during this time, as we just heard, you would move us together in love and not move us apart and all that that means. In Jesus' name, amen.